Yeah, Natural is one of my all-time favorite baseball films, and I, I almost always forget that he directed it. I for, you know, I forgot too. I always, I always forget he was behind it, and um, I always, for some reason, I don't know why, but I always forget he did Rain Man. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's right. Like, and that movie is, of course, brilliant. And I always forget he did Wag the Dog. Yeah, also good. Yeah. Also good. Like, and even, like, pretty much, like, I can't think of the last a movie in the aughts that he's done that I've really liked. Mm-hmm. But, and, like, he was on a very big, like, him and... Michael Crichton were doing a lot of movies, or he was doing a lot of Crichton adaptations, and that's my um, Michael Crichton is my literary uh, guilty pleasure. Oh yeah, yeah i I just I have my um, I have Steven Spielberg and my dad to thank for that. I well, honestly, I I haven't read Jurassic Park, but I I did go through um, because I. I have come to terms with my love of science fiction and fantasy literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took a while, mostly because back in my day, uh, it wasn't <laughs> quite so acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I grew up a total nerd reading first, um, like Ray Bradbury stuff and a lot of, uh, a lot of old sci-fi and my, my grandfather had hanging around and uh, doing that and reading like, the Star Trek novels and yeah. Star Wars too, and uh, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah. So I did like uh, the Andromeda Strain. That's one. Um, have you seen the movie version? I haven't seen the because there was an there's an old movie version, and then there's an updated like TV film sort of thing. Don't I, I've seen parts of the TV film, and it's not good. Yeah, the. Well, last time I saw the old movie version, it was on Turner Classic Movies. So I guess occasionally it shows up, but it's a really, and it's also rated G, but it's a little more violent than it um, than a G rated movie should be. Huh. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of like the one kind of movie that gets Crying style like down. Just it's very like technical or porty type sort of thing. I like you um Jurassic Park it's like these are reports and um and drama strain it's the the literary device is these reports that on um, this research for this disease that, or this alien DNA. And I think the director, I think it's Ray Wise for a drama strain got that right. Mm. And it starts out really slow but then of course it just builds to this really cool finale it's just it's all set for a really good finale supposedly they did a i've read terminal man like when i was probably a teenager i haven't read it since but supposedly there's a movie uh, uh version of it with george siegel of all people huh um and of of like the Goldbergs and and just shoot me George Siegel uh, that that one because I, I believe in the seventies he was a ver- he was an actor of very high regard oh 
I'm sorry, George Siegel fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, Crichton started directing movies of his own, um, which is Westworld. Is how that started, which is pretty much Jurassic Park with robots. Right, right. And which is streaming on Amazon right now. Um, so check that out. And then Great Train Robbery is really good. And then there's um, he did he did a movie version of my other guilty literary guilty pleasure of Robin Cook, the medical guy, because my mom was really into Robin Cook because she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. So he did a movie version of Coma with Michael Douglas. Oh, and that one and Jean Via Bujold, uh, which is actually really good. And then just kind of in the A's, it just kind of goes downhill for everyone. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm looking at. Uh, I don't think that Levinson has done much. Uh, and it looks like it looks like the last thing that he wrote and directed was Man of the Year. Oh. That one was all right. Um, I mean, it's not Patch Adams. Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I like the festivities, the festive decorations, oh, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. I. While I'm thinking about it, we should probably introduce the show. Yes, we should. This is What the Fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, Fork Buddies. Uh, what the Fork Pod for everything at Gmail at what the fork pod all of that stuff rate and review s'il vous plaît en français oui oui baguette baguette <laughs> I could go for a baguette right now um, so so Michael Crane would be my um, would be the equivalent of my David Foster Wallace and Michael Shore's world okay yeah I just it's but, so anything you do is going to have but I don't think, some sort of science behind it? But I don't <laughs> think Michael Schur has to feel guilty as a classified David Foster Wallace as a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Much in the way that I classify Michael Crayon as a, um, as a, uh, as my guilty, literary guilty pleasure. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't think that anybody, uh, ever has probably qualify david foster wallace as a guilty pleasure <laughs> no <laughs> you know except if there's somebody even higher brow on the chain there who's looking down i don't know only reading classic greek literature in the original going yes well you know david foster wallace is my guilty pleasure <laughs> i'm pretty sure um if jonathan franzen wasn't friends with david foster wallace i'm pretty sure he would have just said yeah, he's okay. <laughs> I have never been able to stand Franzen enough as a person to read his work. Oh, I find that ignorance helps me to enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that um, many people believe he's, well, I, I, from everything I've heard, he's an asshole. He's he's kind of the definition to me of, a, of an insufferable ass. Yeah. 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 Um, Still, um, and his last one book, Purity, I didn't, was pretty, it wasn't insufferable, but it was pretty, uh, got kind of preachy to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's just like, it tried to be of the moment because it touches a lot on, uh, 
WikiLeaks, there's a uh, Julian Assange type guy. Um, damn. And just, it, um, I know it's just Telegraph Avenue, I guess. Okay. Like if we were to make a comparison to like, you know, him to Shabon, like it would be his Telegraph Avenue. Just probably something he shouldn't have subject matter he probably shouldn't have stuck with but well and here's the thing and i know that people have problems with telegraph avenue i overall enjoy telegraph avenue as do i uh i i i i mean i don't know it 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 seems like is it shaban or chabin i always say i always try to sound really cool and say it's shaban but i'm probably way off i would like to know for sure uh, as as a fellow writer of Jewish descent, <laughs> I'm just curious how he pronounces his name. And speaking of it, have you watched the Kaminsky Method yet? Not yet. It okay. is. It's it's on my list of of shows to watch. It's one that uh, that Janelle's not super interested in, so she suggested I watch it while she's out of town. Okay, I haven't watched it either, but I mean. I haven't. I haven't listened to. We brought this up briefly last time. I think right. because uh, you were saying it's Chuck Lorre, who whose work neither one of us are fans of. Right, but I like Michael Douglas. Me too. And, and Alan Arkin. And Alan Arkin a too. Genius. Yeah. And and you listen I just to. Turned our, I just turned our explicit rating for this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure by calling John the friends an asshole, I pretty much clinched that oh, too. But yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. But in the Marin interview, did they talk about falling down at all? Yes, they did, which I think is a brilliant movie. You okay, know what they didn't spend a lot of time talking about the game, which is another. Those two are probably my favorite Michael Douglas films. Okay, I'm curious because I haven't watched it in a while, but I know like falling down is sort of like this. Depending on the point of view that you view it, at, it can be considered like a like this right wing type fantasy sort of thing sure i'm not sure they and, and of course i'm talking about not listening to the interview but i'm kind of curious that they touched on that you know i would want to rewatch it now with that in mind because i never thought of it that way i always thought of it as the guy who snaps yeah uh and i remember it not being too terribly well regarded at the time mm-hmm. and having aged into a sort of cult status yeah i mean and i'm curious to watch it too i i remember watching it and liking it a lot mm-hmm and I think it's probably the best work that Joel Schumacher may have ever done because yes. he directed it. And he's the same person who brought us nipples on the Batman suit. That's true. <laughs> so but yes, for, like, it's not the bar's not super high, but <laughs> so he for every and he also brought us the client, which I I remember really liking that movie. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, as far as Grisham goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, I, I've never read a Grisham novel, uh, <laughs> but his the films that are made out of his work occasionally I, I enjoy. Like I thought the firm was pretty good. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure you did because of your your uh, bromance for uh, for Tom Cruise. Yes, <laughs> he does a lot of running. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he he runs a lot. Holly Hunter is also in it. Just, yes, and as is Ed Harris and. I, there's a lot to like. I know. In I'm the just firm. giving you shit, man. It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's, yeah, it's. I, I enjoy that one a lot, and uh, you know the the 
the people who end up doing the the films. So isn't it the is it the client that has? Is that the Gene Hackman one? There Which are ones? several Gene. Hackman oh, Runaway ones. Jury has Gene Hackman and uh, John Cusack, right? Yeah, and then there's like, and then there's the big acting display between Hackman and Hoffman, and I think it's like the first time they've been on screen or something. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. that one's really good. There's such different actors too, mm-hmm. uh, with with Hoffman being, of course, the person to whom uh, Lawrence Olivier said, "Why don't you try acting?" And uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Gene Hackman always just seems much more natural. Like he's just he shows up and he's Gene Hackman, and it's great. I love it. I just um, as teary eyed as I got over William Goldman, I would I'm going to lose it when Hackman. There's I've got to I've got to find this song real quick. So so vamp for me while I'm I'm looking for this video. Okay. So um so so why am I supposed to I'm supposed to vamp for you? Have you not? Yeah, you're supposed to like keep talking, say oh, something okay. so there's no dead air. Okay. So um this week's episode is sponsored by um <laughs> Tall Trees. <laughs> If you'd like to sponsor, you can email hootandwaddle at gmail.com. <laughs> um, so, when you want to bond with nature, this episode has been sponsored by Tall Trees and also by The Ocean uh, for that feeling that feeling that maybe everything, you know, the world's too big. The Ocean. Thank you. Please cut this out, Jared. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay, so what I was doing was looking for this great song by by Robin Hitchcock. Um, just simply titled Gene Hackman. Hope you can hear this okay. I could walk up and down you, but that would be almost terminally cheesy. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> it would give me that Mariachi vibe, which I think represent horribly. So um, even if you can't hear too well, be grateful I'm not at a you table. You need to see him live you. at some point. I do. Uh, hang on, this is going to be I have with seen a baby Sir Frank Jesus, Hitchcock. which the Jonathan pick. Demme film. I I I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. It, the soundtrack Let's that comes, go. that kind of companion soundtrack, is, is brilliant too. <laughs> He's got an evil grin. <laughs> He's got curly hair. And every time he smiles, it means trouble somewhere. <laughs> but don't talk to me about Gene Hackman. He's in every film. <laughs> Sometimes wearing a towel <laughs> And if it isn't him You get Andy McDowell right? <laughs> But don't talk to me about Gene Hackman This is just, it's so great Don't talk to me at all <laughs> Don't say 
<laughs> this isn't long, so I'm just letting the whole thing play. <laughs> just such a great throwaway song like i it it's so uh so audience members listening so for ever since i guessed it on limited engagement me and jared well I, I asked for Jared for a um like a starter kit on Robin Hitchcock because he's always been one of those guys that just seems so intimidating to me as oh from a catalog from standpoint? a catalog standpoint I, sure. I never know where to start and 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 it's been slow but I've been slowly um diving into the greatness that is Robin Hitchcock <laughs> I have a feeling that if you had shown me that. Mm-hmm. When I guessed it on limited engagement way back when, mm-hmm. it, there would have been no more convincing. You would have had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he's one of those guys where you know when he just it, when 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 the throwaway song is that good. Yeah, um, yeah. and of course, yeah, of course, good is you know relative, but it's subjective. It's subjective, but but it's clever wordplay, even for <laughs> a, a novelty song. Yes, when yeah. getting a dog named Laszlo from a Laszlo shop. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, um, uh, you could have probably saved yourself a lot of time had you just like tweeted that leak at me one day or something. And <laughs> yeah, but instead, I'm the I'm the sort of obsessive music fan that's like, well, I I, I just listen to it all. It's all good. Don't. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot, for some reason that's a lot of pressure when when there are because I could say, well, if you want some of his more like I don't know uh, classic, eclectic, but lesser known albums, you could go with I often dream of trains, or you could mm-hmm. go with I, and they're both great. Or if you like the the you know eighties radio period, you could go with the with the Egyptian stuff that has Madonna the Wasps and mm-hmm. and Globe of Frogs and all that. And uh, and and of course his later stuff with with Warner Brothers in the in the in the late uh, mid and late nineties where he starts working with Scott McCoy and and uh, and uh, Peter Buck mm-hmm. and then getting into the minus five stuff which is great and then there's there's uh, so clearly I could go on for yeah. quite some time about, about and, and, and you forgot don't um, talk to me about Robin Hitchcock y- yeah. Y- and you also forgot his cover of the psychedelic first. Oh yeah, which is uh, a great, uh, a great the ghost in yeah the uh, ghost, ghost in you yeah because yeah. that's that song. So I had seen Starfort Hitchcock because it just happened to be showing mm-hmm. on TV one day, and I was like, oh, Jonathan Demme. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a guy in the window, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a huge and his Talking Heads is sort of my. My my thing that I obsess about. I'm like, oh, like this is really cool. Sure. Um, 
And so I end up like on a Spotify playlist. I'm like, oh crap, this is really good. And <laughs> so should have started me down the rabbit hole. But when you also write about music on occasion, it's hard to go dive in because you also have to cover whatever is current and yeah that week. So it's sure. But um, this gives me um, this was great. Um, do you think? It was it was quite the digression. Yeah. Uh, I you, you know. Do you think Eleanor likes Robin Hitchcock? I don't think so. Okay, they did go. Uh, they did go see Ariana Grande, right? So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe we're not giving Eleanor. Jason Jason would definitely not 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 like no, Robin Hitchcock. Not at all. Uh, it's it's only 20 minutes into the show so we're good so so <laughs> we're good i was i actually <laughs> i actually had to go ahead i felt compelled this last time i put up an episode and 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 the next one that goes up we end up talking about the episode even more quickly into the show uh than we will have done this week but mm-hmm. But the episode I posted last week, you know what? My brain is fried. I have no concept of time any longer <laughs> with with podcasts because of of how many I'm putting up right now. But so has the mailbox been filled with um with complaints? Like you, with complaints? Uh, no, the mailbox. Has, uh, neither uh, did I mention it's it's what the fork pod at gmail dot com. Um, I believe you did at the top of the show, but it's worth repeating that address once again. What the fork pod at gmail.com. Also on Twitter at what the fork pod. Yes. For some reason, I want to talk like Ira Glass <laughs> just for a little bit. On today's episode, The Good Place. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Ira Glass's voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Last week, and I, I, I'm going to look it up real quick because I feel like it's worth noting just because of how amazing I thought it was. We did not begin talking about the episode until, uh, and, and it was shorter than the previous week's episode by about right. 12 minutes. Uh, we did not begin talking about the episode until 43 minutes in. Yes. <laughs> I recall. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Can you imagine? Imagine just the pie chart now. <laughs> Remember when things were so simple, simpler when we just talked about cheers. Cheers and Fraser and Mochi. Yep. And, 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 and yeah. Speaking of Ochis and Okies, where do you stand on. Uh, I'm not talking about you know derisively people from Oklahoma, but uh, but <laughs> Noki. Oh, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually I would I would think for for you not liking mochi that from a consistency standpoint you would not be a fan of Noki. It depends on the sauce though. Oh, does like, it? I for me if it's if anything's in pesto, I'm down. Okay, and um, it's funny because that is. My son's like second favorite food. Oh, um, he likes gnocchi, and he also likes tortellinis. Oh, tortellini is the best, or as he calls it, leanies. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, annoyingly adorable. Yes, <laughs> um, he is down with the spinach tortellini all day. 
Nice. All right. So at the 23-minute, 24-minute mark... Call it. <laughs> ...we'll start talking about The Good Place. Uh, again, because of the way I watched this this week, I don't have specific timestamps. I have little bullet points to myself of things I wanted to talk about along okay. the way. So I do I do have um, some... You have uh, some timestamps? I have some timestamps, but... You know, it's all good. Uh, I I didn't I didn't honestly note anything about the intro this week. I, it's a fine intro. Uh, you know, it, it it picks up where where things left off, mm-hmm. sort of. Uh, because didn't we leave off last time with with the uh, with Tahani discovering the butthole? Uh, so last week's episode that we talked about it was the. Um now wait, is this episode ten that we've recorded that's in the can but hasn't been aired yet, or is yes. it the episode? So episode ten that's in the can that hasn't been recorded ends with Chidi not making a decision. Okay, that's right. That's oh, that's the one where the decision gets made for him. Yeah, where the decision is made for him because three strong independent women, such as Elnor, Tahani, and um, uh, real Elnor. Mm-hmm. Um, have made the decision for him mm-hmm. because they don't need a man to tell them what to do. Right. And that's awesome. Yes. Although real Eleanor makes a confession this week. Yes, she does. But uh, uh, I did, however, mark first the um, Tahani and Eleanor's conversation about the common people. Oh, uh, is that the wall mart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That okay. uh, I do, I do want to go over that that <laughs> bit. And most of my notes this week, though, are about about Jason and uh, Janet. Yeah, uh, because I, you know, they're they're the best couple. They're they're hashtag relationship goals on uh, as, <laughs> as far as the good place goes. <laughs> as, as looking over my notes, I pretty much have everything with Jason and Janet. Um. Along with a fleeting reference to WKRP in Cincinnati. And oh, that's yeah. really about it. Um, All right. No. So where do you want to begin, sir? So I think I had the conversation at 120, um, the common people. If it loads. Come on. Oh, for crying out loud. I forget that on this laptop version. There has to be something version. bigger I can do than holding the door and waving. There's no way every Walmart greeter is in the good place. Walmart? It's a place regular people go. You haven't heard of it. <laughs> I know this is tedious, but holding a door for someone is three points, and if you do it for everyone in the neighborhood, then that's almost a thousand points, which is a start. Besides, all the big ticket items are impossible, I'm afraid. It's not as if you could, you know, sacrifice your life to save others or change the consciousness of a nation. Both of which I did, by the way. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. This is pointless. The ticker isn't even going up. And everyone's giving me the stink eye. Eleanor, everyone hates you. <laughs> no, this is good. Now that we know, we can actually do something about it. And I am an expert at mediating conflict. Like when my friend Scary Sporty Posh and Baby had an issue with my other friend, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know I do, what I, I love more. Yes. I the Spice Girls. Yes. <laughs> and everybody Tahani introduces as her friend. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think I can even I don't think I can even spit back the names of the spices again. It's it's what's it's it's Sporty Posh Baby and Scary. Ginger. 
And Ginger's one too. Is it scary? So wait, sporty, posh, baby, Ginger, but scary. There's, yeah, there's five. Well, that is five, right? Yeah, there's posh. five. Yeah. Wait, so should we do this in alphabetical order? Okay. <laughs> Did she only name four? She only named four, and the bishop Desmond Tutu. Mm-hmm. Was um, there a was there a Spice Girl that did not have a beef with with Tutu? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Or that Tutu did not have a beef with. I don't, I don't know which way that went. I the fact that the fact that I know I can name all five is scary enough. I you know what I'm not that. I, it's not like we're naming Backstreet Boys. That's true. Uh, which I I can't do or or. Mm, sync people uh, i think i can do that actually. i think i can only name justin i can name justin lance okay right because space boy uh, yeah um, the guy who wanted to and, go to space um, right yeah and then there's uh well it's because mickey mouse club was like a thing back in my day so most half of the cast of half of in sync is from um the mickey mouse club uh there's apparently there's a <laughs> there's a a Huff Post article called "The Time Nelson Mandela Cuddled and Fell in Love with the Spice Girls." <laughs> so, another thing that um, that brings me to mind here is: Have you ever heard the song "Common People" by Pulp? Yes, of yeah. course. Um, I feel like it's written about Tahani. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like that would be um she would be um she would be the one to call her dad and stop it all. <laughs> and then they would start start out in a supermarket. <laughs> uh I think we're about to skip over, which I think is completely fine. Uh although it is another good cheaty freak out moment kind of of uh, the way he sidesteps uh mm-hmm. real eleanor yeah and it's funny is because like real eleanor's declaration of love mm-hmm. is not dissimilar to fake eleanor's <laughs> declaration of love where you don't have to say anything i just want it out there right but <laughs> but real eleanor's uh declaration of love is is a little gag inducing whereas mm-hmm. fake eleanor's was was you know heartfelt mm-hmm. if if not uh kind of a trying to say i love you dum dum you know or something <laughs> along the lines of of trying to protect herself as she makes that confession uh but i i do i do enjoy the moment of uh of of can we call her relinor is that because <laughs> basically there's Relinor and Felinor? That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, you did. I did do it. I did, and you're welcome. <laughs> the surprise in the egg, essentially, uh, you know, being an egg fortune cookie, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chidi opening the egg and being like, oh, I love you too, egg. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's such a, <laughs> such a great oh, moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you, like, did you notice there wasn't a yolk in there, Chidi? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, if, if my egg declared love, I mm. would be like, 
where's my egg? I wanted mm-hmm. to eat it, and you gave me this slip of paper. Mm-hmm. We're done, egg. This is not going to happen. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. Like It's like she had to announce it as if she were proposing marriage. Right. Like, yes. Uh, it's almost as though, which is, uh, as has been mentioned, cause for getting kicked into the bad place, as though she's handed Chidi a rose. Yes. It's it's the equivalent of proposing marriage as sporting event, which oh uh, on the big screen with yes. the that's the worst. That's it's pretty much this is the is the equivalent of that definitely gets you into the bad place. There's there's a way to romantically propose or confess love for someone without making it a spectacle, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, which I don't know if if you like that whatever. It's cool. It's just <laughs> I I know it's um doing that sort of thing is not for me mm-hmm. and I I know the two times I've been married uh it's not something I've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, special uh I know the Two people who have married me didn't would not be into that either. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm hoping to keep it too. <laughs> I don't want your wife listens to the show. I know, and that is meant to be <laughs> my commitment to her <laughs> that it's it's real. <laughs> oh. That did not sound at all like you were saying. No. Really hoping this one lasts, but yeah, it's going to. It's going to, Jared. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to get you in any trouble. You're not. That's so. good. <laughs> um, where are we off to next? I'm off to three and a half minutes because um, it's the think the first Jason being awesome. No, that's not it. We're married now, but we still haven't told your dad. Once again, Michael is not my dad, and we shouldn't tell him. If Michael finds out that we're married, then he'll know you're not Tahani's soulmate, and then he'll know that you're really Jason and not Jianyu. He'd send you to the bad place. Mm, I don't want to lose you, girl. I'm not a girl. But also, I'm tired of living a lie. We gotta go public. I hate all this hiding. I want us to have the life we deserve. Hillboy, let's talk big picture. You know I love Jacksonville. J-Town. <laughs> in the top 10 swamp cities in northeastern Florida. But if we're going to make it in the DJ game, we got to get to Miami. Miami's expensive. We just don't got that Skrilla B. I mean, I got 10 bucks to my name. That's- I only understood part of what Pillboy was saying. Uh, I'm assuming Skrilla is money. I believe so. I don't speak Floridian. <laughs> which i'm sorry or or is it or is um like jacksonville just like a the subset? florida of florida it's no so it's like <laughs> i'm trying to figure out like do we is jacksonville language a i guess subset of the floridian language or or I am know. i being especially after this election debacle i and and broward county again come on guys i'm i'm not ready to cut florida any slack as far as i'm concerned jason and pillboy are fine representatives of what florida has to offer (laughs) (laughs) oh poor florida if 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 if, uh if 
Pillboy and 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 Jason were also happened to be um, partially uh, conservative right wing and old liberal Jews. It would just be the entire melting pot right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I have reduced the entire population of Florida. You can send your hate mail to whatthefuckpot at gmail dot com <laughs> to our to our listeners in Florida. <laughs> All none of you. <laughs> America's Wang. <laughs> I was wondering what we were kind of fit that in. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there are some fine Floridians, but boy is is are are you guys not showing up? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my. We can say from our now 50% uh, Democrat and Republican representatives, finally officially purple as far as our Senate seats go. So mm. uh, that makes me feel like I can be a little holier than now, even though we have elected a fucking conservative ice cream salesman for a second term as governor. That's true. <laughs> and of course, the rumor is, not to get into a political rant, um, but the rumor is that the ice cream man when John Kyle retires, we'll then appoint Chris and Sam as opponent. Right, yeah, Nick and to, Sally or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, have heard this rumor as well. Yes. And so. that this is why she conceded and all of that. I, I, ugh, politics is terrible. I, I, it's pretty much just need to be an ostrich and stick my hand and head in the sand for about a month. <laughs> so, but uh, back to the good place. Yes. Um, raining it on back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do enjoy some of uh, Jason's just being Jason and thinking of Michael as mm-hmm. Janet's dad. Yes, and continuing to call Janet a girl throughout the episode, <laughs> to which Janet keeps saying, "Not a Not girl." A girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. All right. Uh, I do. So this is not super important. I think it's going to come up, uh, in the conversation where, where Jason and Michael talk, uh, but pretty successful is yes. Not failed. Pretty successful. I have that at six minutes and 40 seconds. Is that, is that where we're heading next? That's, um, there was a, well, I had, are we heading to Tahani's fourth most important party? Um, I think so. Is that the one where, um, I had something at five minutes and I was really just an aside. Yes. It's, it's yeah. I was flying on the second day. And when you caused the trash storm, I crashed into a rotting Turkey carcass and it exploded. Oh dear. All this cartilage and bone got tangled up in my hair and its skin was all over my skin. I didn't know where I ended and the Turkey carcass began. (laughs) Makes you feel any better. Your skin looks Amazing. <laughs> My cafe got destroyed so, by a giant frog. Mm-hmm. Then I, I reopened I can't, it and um, it fell into the sinkhole. So as I was saying earlier when we were talking about my notes, so with Thanksgiving coming mm-hmm. and probably, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, there was a show called WKRP in Cincinnati. Yes, even though Thanksgiving will be yeah, over by, by the time, time you read this. Um, like or by the time you hear this. <laughs> Um, Thanksgiving will have passed. Mm-hmm. Your drunk uncle will have said something horribly rude, um, <laughs> which brings us back to Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and um, Florida's like your drunk uncle. It, 
exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and um, the Lions will probably lost in football again because <laughs> that's, that's what they do. That's part of my tradition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, and you probably had your eighth turkey sandwich. But there was this so. As I'm sure most of America knows, there was a show called WKRP in Cincinnati. And the funniest episode from that show is, I think, Turkey's Away. Um, <laughs> are, are you familiar with this episode? I'm sure I've seen it. I've seen every episode of WKRP at some point. So, as to bring the listeners up to speed. Mm-hmm. So, they the people at the station are trying to figure out a way to do some free advertising. So they decide that they're going to drop a bunch of turkeys from a plane. (laughs) And (laughs) this is sounding great already. And as you can imagine, so the news reporter um, is like this nerdy Buck Henry type guy. Mm -hmm. And he says like, and the turkeys are falling from the sky and, (laughs) and and it's just like a mess and the crowd (laughs) runs from this parking lot. So when, Everyone comes in from this on-site reporting. It's the end of the episode. And the station manager, played by Gordon Jump, uh, who was at one time the Maytag man and the creepy guy from oh, yeah. the special episode, Different Strokes, mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I is... Um, that was a great show. I enjoyed that show I, a lot. It was I, a special brand of 70s sitcom mm-hmm. a la Barney Miller and Fish and... Mary Tyler Moore. Sure, I, yeah. I put in that sort of the Mary Tyler Moore, Newhart, Bob, or first Bob Newhart show where yeah. it's just clever writing, tight punchline, you know, mm-hmm. nice situation comedy and... Well, um, I mean, in a precursor to a lot of things, there certainly would have been no news radio, I don't think, without a WKRP. Oh, yeah. And I think it also, I, I even put in, like, maybe even with Taxi, where it's just mm-hmm. this great workplace comedy. Right. Um, not unlike, you know, it seems like, well, it's what we have now is like all these workplace comedies like The Office and yeah. um, Superstore, I guess. I've never seen Superstore. But I have not seen Superstore either. I heard it's pretty good. I hear that I will be pleasantly surprised when i do get around to watching it but yeah i mean you know essentially danny devito's the first uh uh dwight type yes. you know um and yeah and judd hirsch would be the first jim Ju- yeah, yeah yeah exactly um, that's right judd hirsch was the john krasinski of his day yes and and danny devito would be the be the Dwight. Yeah. What? Uh, uh, what's his name? Rain Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. Which isn't that also? I you know what? I always, especially initially, I was like Rain Wilson, and would invariably confuse him with Rain Pryor. I don't know why, because they don't have the same last name, and be- mm-hmm. just because people have the same first name mm-hmm. does not mean that they're you know connected in any way. And I know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she was the only reign of any, you know, celebrity note that I had in mind when I first started seeing his name. And that brings and that brings us full circle because Howard Hussman mm-hmm. was in WKRP as Dr. Johnny Fever. Right. And in Rain Wilson or not Rain Wilson <laughs> Rain Pryor uh-huh. was in head of the class, which 
Yeah. Howard Hessman. Yeah, yep, yep. That's exactly my purpose in that. I was bringing that all together knowingly and not by accident whatsoever. <laughs> Which I think he's due for a guest spot on this on Good Place. He uh he was just on well, obviously the show's long since over, but it was just on for me because we were watching it. He was on uh on um an episode of Psych. I was pleasantly oh. surprised to see him as the uh, the uh, horse race announcer. Oh, you you sent me a gif of Psych, and I was very happy GIF. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the anyway. classic gif gif. I am on the side of GIF. You can be on the side of GIF. That's all right. It doesn't That's matter. All right. Well, you're 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 essentially the Will Wheaton with his GIF. And <laughs> no, to your point, uh-huh. GIF is peanut butter. GIF is A my graphic. Po- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My point is, I was very happy that I recognized it was Psych. Had only seen <laughs> one episode. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I, I got I got this pop culture reference that Jared threw at me. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so that was my my WKRP. I, I like I like the the my cafe sank into the into the uh in into the sinkhole mm-hmm. and how Glenn is like so did I. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I fell into the sinkhole. <laughs> Yeah, I like how he pipes up in solidarity with a cafe. <laughs> That's right. Oh, before I forget, <laughs> um, we were talking at the last episode that we recorded mm-hmm. about this hairy comedian that Glenn Kai reminds me of. His name's Steve Ag. I think he wrote. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he wrote the theme song to James Bonding. That's right, because he was on the first James Bonding, right? Yeah. Yes, that so, is that is correct. So, so call back to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. It's Steve Agee because I was blanking on that for the mm-hmm. longest mm-hmm. time. And uh, also of note, it may not be this case when this episode airs, but all the James Bond movies except for the Craigs are playing on, on Hulu right now and Amazon Prime. So, oh, I have Amazon Prime. So uh, you should. Um, I will definitely not get around to watching them all. Yes, <laughs> not anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping for another sort of uh, box set sale at Zia this time because if, if it does happen again and I see the complete Blu-ray box set in there, I'm just grabbing it this time. Yeah. Uh, I am going to see if I can Google <clears throat> this who wrote the James Bonding theme. And while he's doing that, I'd like to because point out... Because I think that it was... I think it gets credited to Jonah Ray. I think he... Uh, oh, but as as you're pulling that up, I would like to point out that this podcast is sponsored by... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to definitely do this joke to the ground. I, I don't want to know about James Bond. I want to know about James Bonding. Uh, let's see. James Bonding theme. I did put bonding in there. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. 
Ah, all right. That'll be for next time. That'll be my personal homework for next time. I'm writing this down so I don't forget. I want to know who actually gets credit for the James Bonding theme. And uh, I think there's also an episode of uh, How'd This Get Made? Or no, uh, I Was There Too with Steve Agee. It's probably behind the payroll by now. But he was in. Is it the paywall on Stitcher? Yeah. So you're so you're free to listen because mm-hmm. you're. Because um, I decided to plunk down the money so yeah. I could hear all of the rest of the James Bonding episodes. But uh, he does an episode. He was in Ant Man, and he. Oh no! It was um, either Ant Man or Captain America: um, Winter Soldier. Hmm. I think he's one of the Apple guys, and Winter Soldier, but. It's a very revealing conversation about how all the Marvel movies are made Ah. Um, to a point where, um, um, of course, they're all like filmed in front of a green screen in a giant Atlanta studio. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, I know it's, it's kind of like a factory. So I I have to um, cop to the fact that Hey, I'm a huge sucker, right? Mm-hmm. I'm paying $17 a month to uh, via Patreon mm-hmm. to Star Trek The Next Conversation. Oh. Because, solely because one of the bonuses for, for patrons mm-hmm. is that hosts of the show, Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda, mm-hmm. do... Uh, Marveling with Matt and Andy. <laughs> and they have thus far uh, done Iron Man and the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk. And the they're going to, uh, this month, Iron Man 2 will go up. So are they, so fill me in. So um, Marveling, is that what it's called? So is it all Marveling just, with Matt and Andy, yeah. So Marveling is just the exclusively marvel studios MCU. yeah they're just they're just going through the mcu yep. so so they don't do deadpool they don't do not not as far as i know although they do they do put it up there as a poll for patrons every month which one mm-hmm. do you what do you want to hear do you want to keep going with the the marvel movies do you want to do something else etc so okay. so far everybody's voted for the marvel Cause, movies because there's fake hulk and there's real hulk and then there's um and then there's ed norton in the middle. There's fake Hulk and real Hulk and Ed Norton in the middle. Yeah. So fake Hulk is Eric Bana. Well, yeah. The terrible, terrible. The one. terrible I don't one. even think about that one. So we call that Falk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's real Hulk, which is. Um, Lou Ferrigno. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> um, no, there's real Hulk, which is um, uh, the guy from 13 going on 30. Um, oh right, uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo, Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's Rolk, and um, and then there's Ed Norton. He's just he's yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I I I honestly feel a little bit bad that old uh, old uh, Lou is is left out of the mix altogether. Yeah. I loved that show as a kid. I did too. I. I like that one, and I like Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah Bionic Woman. Yeah. So uh, just... Yeah, Fall Guy. Yeah, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Fall Guy. Yep. Simon, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Simon is uh, Airwolf. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> Jake and the Fat Man. Oh, I never watched Jake and the Fat Man. Uh, Jake and the Fat Man, Miami Vice, all yeah. of that that period, uh, all of which would would invariably have Glenn Frey on there. Yes, <laughs> in some sort of cameo spot. It's, and so, so it'd be like these Saturday night things, and then of course, mm-hmm. then Golden Girls came along, and yeah, yeah, because it was always Golden Girls, and then they spun off with Empty Nest, and that would be my Saturday night back in the day. I just remember the Empty Nest just having the Shakey's Pizza guy in it. Oh, um, David Leisure is he the guy who did Zuzu? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so they had. So, and it occurred to me. I don't know if Shakey's Pizza is everywhere because I would. That would have been when I was a kid in in in, in Orange County. So. I I only it was in Wisconsin. That's only all I know about. It. Um, and I just know David Leisure from the Azusa commercials because yes. he was sort of riffing on uh, John on Leno. Lovitz. Oh, uh, I always thought it was like on Lovitz's um, the pathological liar guy. Oh yeah. Okay. I um, see. I I thought a little bit of Leno's Dorito guy. Yeah, that too. Uh, like yeah, that's mm-hmm. the ticket. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they were all kind of like that. With mm-hmm. with Leno being, don't worry, we'll make more. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, well, you know no. you want. Yeah, yeah. You, know you want. Don't worry, we'll make more. Yeah. <laughs> that's the old That's that's my Leno. Uh, coming from a job. Oh uh, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. His his interview on Marin was interesting. I liked it. Didn't it didn't make me like him anymore. Didn't make but... me hate him didn't make me hate him anymore no no it made him more of a person to me i suppose yeah he's just but he's also that kind of that i'm just a business guy this is what i do Mm. you know i'm a comic i uh all of this stuff so it's 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 too much of a of a it's not my fault yeah i to a degree he's right i i i don't i can't say i fault him for anything that he did because he is i'm always team coco Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I I side with Conan, <laughs> but like, it's ultimately some guy above them that's mm-hmm. making these dumbass decisions. Um, with late night. I know. I know. Yeah. I I I'm I'm well aware. Uh, there's supposed to be a really good book that chronicles it. Uh, that's not. Um, that's that Conan period, not the the earlier late show period okay. with uh, with Letterman and, and Leno, which they made a movie out of that. Yes, which I really like. Um, and it's the guy from Matlock, <laughs> not Andy Griffith, right? But like his his kind of bumbling sidekick yeah. guy who plays uh, like his investigator before they change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're like halfway through the run of the show, they changed the guys basically who, f- who filled that yeah. role. But And then the guy who plays Larman is um, one of the guys from Christopher Guest's... Stable. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Michael something, right? It's, it's going to... Mitch it, or Michael or... It's going to hit me as soon as the mics are done. And well, again, I have this fancy thing that oh. I don't know if you've if you've ever gone on the interweb, the World Wide Web, oh, oh. Uh, and gone to www.google.com. See, <laughs> I have heard that this gentleman named Ralph broke the internet. <laughs> I really want to see that. I, I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph yet. That is the next movie you borrow. Which Probably. is, it's interesting that I haven't seen that because I'm, I'm, 
I uh, yeah. John C. Riley is great. Um, um, there. So, my office on my day job faces the Carvana vending machine, mm-hmm. and there is a sign on top or on the side that faces the freeway of the vending machine, which is an advertisement tie-in for Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah? Buy a car before, off the internet, before Ralph wrecks it. (laughs) Or Ralph (laughs) breaks it. Um, So, um, I'm very in tune that Wreck-It Ralph is coming, um, because I have to look at pretty much every day. Um, I'm also very aware that Creed 2 comes out this evening, uh, as we're recording. His name is John, John Michael, Michael Higgins. Higgins. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yep, John Michael Higgins. Uh, who also, doesn't he play, he plays, uh, what show was it that I really liked that he had a recurring role in? Oh. Obviously a sitcom. Not that old a sitcom. Um, you know, uh, you were telling me earlier about this device. Called- cool. <laughs> ah, fine. I'll just <laughs> click on John Michael Higgins. This this journey down the rabbit hole brought to you by John Michael Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> this journey down the rabbit hole is sponsored to you by oh by Creed Two, starring Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. You know what? I uh, I ironically they are flanking <laughs> the IMDb page. Of As John Michael be. Higgins. Apparently, Bridget Nielsen is in that movie. No kidding. Yeah. Does uh, Ivan Drago oh, make yeah. an appearance? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dolphy Lundgren. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is really, it's got to be weird. He's not a Russian, right? No. And actually, he's, so Dolph Some Lundgren. Some kind of Swedish or something. He's something, but he's also. <laughs> Some kind of Swedish. <laughs> but he's also like super genius. He has like a physics degree. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. He just, like, I think, again, re, uh, listeners, if you haven't turned it off already, email me <laughs> if, <laughs> email us if you have the scoop. Um, but if I recall, like, Stallone just kind of saw, like, he got inspired, decided to come to Hollywood. Stallone saw him when he was starting to do Rocky Four. said, you should be we should dye your hair blonde and make you a Russian and then you can kill Apollo Creed and then I can kick your ass um, in Rocky four. And that is all she wrote. And that Dolph Lundgren liked the experience so much that um, he decided to make fairly good and mostly subpar action movies since. Huh? Oh, that's right. That's where I'm thinking of him from. Is as Wayne Jarvis from Arrested Development. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, where are we? We're an hour into the show. Yes. So, but we have been talking about The Good Place for we're at a, least... Yeah, we're, we're, we're just a third sailing. through the episode. We're sailing through. I know. Let's, let's, let's see if we can't focus. Uh, well... I think we could. We've seen that we can't focus. <laughs> but uh, so we were. So um, speaking of uh, people who are pre-successful, mm-hmm. um, such as your Dolph Lundgrens and such, I think I had that around six s- minutes or so. Si- I had it at six forty, but probably start senior because this is when 
um, Jason talks to um, Dad. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting I have to hit play. To whom? Sorry, my protocol forbids me from telling you any private information about any resident. <laughs> Is it that person? Gian Yu, the man standing right there, also wearing a wedding band? <laughs> Dad, <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I have this right. Um, Jianyu is not a Taiwanese monk, but rather someone named Jason Mendoza, a failed <laughs> DJ from Jacksonville, Florida. I wasn't a failed DJ. I was pre-successful. <laughs> you two are married. Hells yeah, homie. We love each other. She makes the bass drop in my heart. And Jason is a person who was near me. <laughs> Man, for okay. one, Jason should be writing accessories for Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-successful, <laughs> not failed. Pre-successful. He also she should makes be writing the bass drop in my heart. So he should be writing accessories. Accessories, and he should be writing green cards. Yes, shoebox, <laughs> shoebox all the way. He's he belongs in the Hallmark stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. That's I'm sure. I I hope. That at some point somebody has made the you make the bass drop in my heart Valentine's card. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody associated with the good place marketing uh, is listening to this, copyright what the fork, yes, <laughs> 2018. <laughs> That's right, I copyrighted something that is the property of your show. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't I did think not. I did not. the bass drop in my heart is it can be credited to the writer of this episode. Um, I think it's, it's probably common on Florida and I think it's fair use. So, I mean, all right, fair enough. So I'm hearing that we should make the Valentine's. I think we should. I'll, uh, you're in the publishing business. Let's make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make people take us seriously. <laughs> Uh, we'll put that right up there with I choo choo choose you. As, uh, <laughs> there should be like a greatest television uh, Valentines of all time, though. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that those two would certainly be in the running. Uh, but I, you know, uh, Janet's, and you were someone who was near me. Uh, yes. <laughs> you're a person who was near me. It's fantastic. It's true love, man. It is. I think we and then keep he asked just me to marry him. Going. And there is nothing in my protocol that specifically barred that from happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I agreed. Love you too, babe. <laughs> Janet, please tell me how this could have happened. Unclear. As you know, each time I am updated, I accrue new knowledge and abilities. My suspicion is that when I was rebooted, I bonded with Jason in a way that I have never bonded with anyone before. I seem to have gained a new understanding of love. I also learned how to do this. <laughs> I will speak to you later. Go to your voice. Doing okay. the finger wiggle no, thing. No, Janet, come back. Hi there. Go. Sure thing. No! Stop doing that. Me? Go. Goodbye. Janet, come back. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> that is such fear. And his problem with me is... 
All right, so we've got Eleanor trying to uh, figure out exactly what she has to apologize for with mm-hmm. everyone, which, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not sure if maybe we're putting the horse before the cart here, but mm-hmm. just like this, uh, just like last week's episode, there isn't really any philosopher named here. Not a big. I mean, the big, <clears throat> the big thing, like the big lesson is. Like it's in the title, like the motivate, like what's your motivation? What's your motivation? What or what's my motivation? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but something that I don't think Eleanor would have been uh, self aware enough to recognize without Chidi's philosophical teachings. We mm-hmm. did get we did get away about halfway through, basically when Eleanor reveals herself and is able to, without prompting, quote Kant. Yes. Uh, we stop. We stop getting the the philosopher specific episodes. Yes. So I think, and I wonder how much of that was show notes. I like so. Like we'll have Kant, and we'll have uh, Aristotle and Plato, and mm-hmm. we'll just touch on that for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I you know I I wonder because of how. Who knows? I I am not a Hollywood insider. I am not a television insider. I don't read any television insider things. I am essentially saying I know nothing of which I'm about to speak. But it seems like as far as, you know, hearing nightmares from showrunners and creators about uh, networks meddling in in their shows and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, giving them all these notes and essentially, uh, draining the life from it. It, it, this feels like a show that they pretty much left alone. Yeah. If, if, you know, although they could have taken the tactic of, if we give them this show at 11, they'll let us do it at 10, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're in, I th- you're right. and there was an article that I only know in headline only because um, I didn't read it yet, um, but it's in my saved folder. And I'm surprised we profile. do so much research for this show every week. We just do. pouring through again the world wide web. But <laughs> our our longtime fork by Jason P. Woodbury mm-hmm. posted an article a few weeks back about um, why the good place is so good. And it was a lot of it has to do with the fact that apparently they did. And again, this is why I'm just gleaning from the four lines of this article that I read is that mm-hmm. they pretty much let sure have carte blanche on what he wanted. So this is his, you made five really good shows for us. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cult hits and we saw lots of merchandise and episodes. Mm-hmm. So, We'll give you some money, and you can make your little philosophy show. It's it. It really feels like this is finally networks coming to grips with the fact that they're not going to have like the forty million viewership of Mash anymore, mm-hmm. or the, even the twenty some odd million viewership of a Friends or a Cheers, mm-hmm. and that you know the best thing to stop the hemorrhaging loss of viewership to streaming services and so forth is to go ahead and let people make good shows. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the new thing is that quality is winning out. Mm -hmm. Well, and they're letting shows breathe. Yes. uh, Which, you know, a show like this, I feel like 
uh, mm. were it like five years ago even, would have gotten canceled mm. partway through the first few episodes. And we should thank our lucky stars that I think this show premiered at the same time as This Is Us, which is a huge ring spectacular. I've never seen this show. It seems it seems a little on the sappy side to me. It is sappy and sad and wonderful. And it is... <laughs> I was going to say, having said that, I was a fan of Parenthood, and that mm. definitely falls into that same... From what I've, from all accounts, I have been told that This Is Us is pretty much like Parenthood, but instead of the occasional episode where you cry, every episode you cry. Oh, okay. So it's, and the soundtrack's actually really good. They usually play something really that... I enjoy like your your Wilco or your Nick Drake. Or... I've I've thought that way about uh, about Parenthood too, though. No, yeah. and and you know it's got the amazing Lauren Graham mm-hmm. uh, and and Peter Krause from from Six Feet Under and Coach and Coach, yeah, Craig T. Nelson, Craig T. Nelson in the house, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but also Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Damn it, Mrs. Bruce Willis from uh, the Die Hard films, Bonnie Bedelia. Oh, really? Yeah, she's uh, she's she's Coach's wife. We I've just mixed so many different <laughs> pop culture franchises at this point, but uh, but the why can't I remember Bruce Willis's character's name from Die Hard? Oh, that would be John McClane. Thank you, McClane. Uh, which have I'm going to make a further digression, but have you seen that the uh, Arizona puppet players are doing the, uh, the the Die Hard, the greatest Christmas film of all time? Yes, <laughs> um, this is like their second year in the road in a row doing it because I did something for the event calendar for the New Times last year about it, and I, I definitely want to catch it this year. I, I'm hoping to go see it. Uh, I. I have been wanting to see one of their productions for a long time. My buddy Shanti Orion has has mm. tried to get me to go see. They did an all puppet players version of Top Gun last year, <laughs> I believe. Uh, yeah, it's it. They're 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 a puppet company after my own heart, basically. Yeah, I um, I will. Um, unfortunately, I probably won't be able to go see it because apparently, um, I'm having I'm having a a, a child, um around that time well your 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 wonderful wife is having the child yeah. right you you I, you or yourself are not giving birth all uh again arnold schwarzenegger and twins you, you are scoring points <laughs> and you don't even know it <laughs> and you are right sir my wife is having the child <laughs> but my other son needs, you know, it'll be those moments where uh, my other son needs a father mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my wife needs a husband. Mm-hmm. And so I, I need to be there. So I will probably not be able to catch Die Hard again this year. So all puppet players of Phoenix, please, please, please just either come to my house and, and perform Die Hard. <laughs> and perform Die Hard. Um, just uh, email us at whatthefork_pot at gmail.com and I'll, uh, I'll get the deets, give you the deets <laughs> or just do it next year. So I a, think it's I can, popular enough that it's something that will probably come back. Yeah, I'm I, just saying the fact that they've done like, this is the second year. I'm pretty sure maybe it's, maybe it's a tradition for them now. I hope so. That would be great. It is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Uh, I, I, I would agree. 
beating beating out a Christmas story, which is a close second, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably probably child nostalgia goes to a Christmas story. Adult it goes to it goes to uh Die Hard. Where do you stand on Christmas vacation? I like Christmas vacation a lot. Okay. I actually I am a fan of those those first National Lampoon's films. Uh, mm. ve- uh, I, I I'm out at Vegas Vacation. I I did not enjoy that one, but uh, but European Vacation and and Christmas Vacation and uh, uh, didn't they do which one was uh, was it just National Lampoon's Vacation? So was yeah. so was Wally World? Yeah. So Vacation is Wally World. European Vacation is Germany. Mm-hmm. Then there's Christmas Vacation. And then they did Vegas Vacation, and then they did the reboot with Ed Holmes, which I haven't seen. Um, not as bad as you think, really, because I think it not as good I as you think it's pretty bad. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh, you know, Better having you... low expectations, maybe I'll actually enjoy it. It's um, so it's like it, it got a little mismarketed, much like. Uh, have you seen Game Night yet? I have. I love Game Night. Yeah, I see, think it's such a great film. Game Night is so, so good. Mm-hmm. And I would have, if they had... Based on the trailers, I thought it was just going to be some dumb yeah. movie, which I was willing to, I was already willing mm-hmm. to give it because of who, who was in it, but... Mm-hmm. But it's it got marketed in in a similar fashion, mm-hmm. except, I mean, the marketing was, kind, um, it's slightly better than you think, whereas Game Night is like amazing it's yeah i uh, game night it was one of my favorite films of that year was it might have just been last year right but, yeah and then then tag and i watched tag because it was i thought oh it'll be like game night but like with john ham not and so much no it's it's really not really that's that's too bad yeah it is that's too bad yeah but uh that's neither here nor there um, uh it's a little there yeah, it's I a little think. there way there <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we getting into are we getting into Jason's truth test next? Uh yes, I think it's ten minutes in. I I I, I do enjoy what's about to happen here, considering Eleanor's test mm-hmm. went pretty well for her. Such a deep meditative state that he registered as dead. And when you died, oh, okay, that- so we we don't need to go back for this, but I do like when he tells him about the real Jianyu, uh, that that he went into a vegetative state and was declared dead, uh, which means I believe that he's not actually dead, but mm. also that they have the same IQ. Yes. He's like, oh, so that's great. He's like, no, it's not. He stopped learning at the age of seven, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is actually about to come. But yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a great moment, even topping the Eleanor mistake exact same moment our system mistook you for him perhaps because you share the exact same iq cool no not cool he stopped learning at the age of seven (laughs) okay so now this is sort of a uh quick litmus test basic questions designed to tell whether you were fundamentally good or bad (laughs) number one did you ever commit a serious crime yes I blew up a guy's speedboat after he sued me. And I stole an old lady's fake leg once on a dare. Did you ever have a personalized license plate? Yeah, dog. 
I love butts. <laughs> have, have you ever paid money to hear music performed by California funk rock band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yo, the Chilis? I saw them in concert like 50 times. <laughs> I almost got arrested trying to steal Flea's bass guitar. Oh, that was another serious crime I committed. I should have mentioned that earlier. Is it just me? Or am I acing this test? <laughs> oh, this is so, so bad. Oh, I thought I had everything under control when I found Eleanor, but somehow you are, you're so much worse. No, don't, don't touch. Oh, how does that still work? <laughs> Everything's going to be fine, homie. I promise. I don't oh, know, so I need B. To keep it here. It... Oh, I need to keep it here? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't work. Hey, we thought of everything. So we'll get the safe. for an alibi and an escape route, but... We'll figure it out as we go. Uh, okay. We don't want to overthink these things. I'm kind of freaking out here. Go boy, I got you. So this we can we can pause it now if you want. And when it so this is the connection you were mentioning to me. Yes. With with the world of of parks and recreation. So yes, and so um, and I I can't take credit for this, but apparently there's another podcast about the good place. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They yeah, yeah, suck. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> Sure official think. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm official all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the so we were about to. So of course we as we find out that Jason is going to um, do whippets in a safe um, <laughs> yes. while trying to rob a store. <laughs> the the safe is manufactured. <laughs> By the Swanson Safe Company, which is um, somehow connected. It's it's, it's connected. Ron Swanson. It's Ron Swanson's yeah. company. Makes so, sense. So everyone wonders where he gets his money from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which and we know he's very handy. Yes. So what what the connection is is that somehow that mustache libertarian um, who eats nothing but eggs and bacon all day. Mm -hmm. And yet still manages to touch this liberal's heart <laughs> in so many ways. Because like like Jason, which is why I like Jason so much, he knows who he is and mm -hmm. he's unashamed of it. Yes. Uh, which is why I like Ron Swanson so much is because he knows who he is. Everything is black and white to him. Mm -hmm. And though I don't agree except with- Except when Tammy comes in. Except when Tammy, yeah. <laughs> Corn rolls. <laughs> but, and I admire- people and characters though i may not agree with them that just know they have that cut and dry sort of thing um, mm -hmm. uh, um but so it as i was saying ron swanson is somehow responsible for the death of he, I, so we're i guess i guess what we're saying here mm -hmm. or at least what i'm intimating from what you said is that ron swanson is the jason of parks and recreation yes and he and then ron there couldn't be two <laughs> so he had to kill jason it's highlander <laughs> uh and we can skip past the actual heist attempt oh yes we can though it's really great <laughs> it's fantastic uh pillboy's mario so <laughs> Another thing that maybe just popped into my head that maybe we can maybe elaborate on would that and then in turn make Ron Swanson the Maris 
or the Vera? Of, of this? Play? I don't think so, because we see Ron Swanson. That's true. But we see him in a different show. Uh, we do. We do. I'm still uh, on the look for my I'm looking on the look for my Maris, and as we discussed but the other as, day, as far as Ron Swanson goes, yeah. I think you're looking for Maris in all the wrong places. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I love the. I'm here to install the save. Uh, DiGiorno. DiGiorno. <laughs> Yeah, he has a mustache. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. She just picks up the phone. Hello? Yeah, we're being robbed. <laughs> the guy is wearing a really bad mustache and a golf ball hat. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking with a terrible Italian accent. Uh, and, yeah. So I had the next time marker is around... 1230 and that's um no, Michael's speech? It's Michael's speech okay, again. That was that was the next bit that I had down. Good to see you all here. Mingling around with your various secrets. <laughs> who really knows which of you are who you say you are? No way to know unless I pull your skeletons out. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Take a reason. <laughs> yes. Well said. Now we shall hear so, from tonight's featured guest. So the punchline being, take her easy, yeah, as opposed to take it sleazy, yeah, take her easy. Um, <laughs> Seems more organic that way. It, it does for Michael. Uh, are we? We get to. I, I we need to get to Eleanor here for a minute yeah. because of the of the of what comes out of Eleanor's mouth. Yes, kind. She's. Humble. She's the Walmart of friends. <laughs> Did I use that right? Did I use it right? And in a shell straw. Oh. Hi, everyone. I'm Eleanor. Uh, original flavor, not new and improved. <laughs> I know a lot of bad stuff has happened because of me, but I never meant to hurt you. So if I caused you any harm, I'm truly sorry. That's nice, Eleanor. But I still crashed into a turkey carcass. <laughs> and I fell into a sinkhole. And my dog got kicked into the sun. What can you possibly say to us that'll make up for your actions? Poe Buddy's nervous? <laughs> Poe Buddy's nervous, which I believe is a Simpsons line. I want to say... It feels like a dad joke, though. Poe Buddy's nervous. Poe Buddy's Nerfect in Australia. The Simpsons. Is it the one where... It's where they go down under. Or where um, he gets the phone bill for calling someone from Australia because he wants to see if the... Toilet... It's if the, if the, if the um, toilets flush the, toilet the same flush. way. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, so Poe Buddy's Nerfect. I'm going to, to bring this up here. Um... Let's see. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. That did taking, not help. I'm taking this as proof that we can start marketing our green card line without any fear of retribution. 
from the good place writers. Ah, okay. So it's not the Simpsons. It goes oh. back even further. It uh, a conciliatory way of this is according to Urban Dictionary. So take it for what it's worth, folks. Okay. Uh, it's it says a conciliatory way of saying nobody's perfect that illustrates the concept originated with Cracked and Mad Magazine in the seventies. Okay. That's yeah. That's what. I you know I I'd buy that, I'd buy that. So I'm again I I think this is proof that we can we can steal these jokes, and create our own green card line. Appropriate. <laughs> that's why. And yep, see that's why you're you're also going to be our lawyer. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> Because oh. you know the right thing to say. Oh man, yeah. So Pobody's nerfect. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's yes, it's it's very Eleanor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pobody's nerfect. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I don't have anything again until Jason's. I don't deserve you speech. I I have something around nineteen minutes. Okay. Um, and. I don't know if you had anything before then, but I did like the fact that at some point she um, she makes t-shirts. Okay, so so this is before that. This is okay. uh, this is the okay. Hey, hey, Janet. Hi there, Janet. You need to leave me. Why? You're the smartest girl in the world. I'm not a girl. And your dad is an angel. I mean, what a family i'm just a dope who died in a safe with a snorkel who's only now realizing why that didn't work (laughs) i should be with someone better i don't deserve you jason you are all that i care about possibly because i did not have the capacity to care about anything before you i love you also, interesting side note, I think I might hate things now, too. So far, it's genocide and leggings as pants. This is nuts. Just weighing in over here. This is bonkers. Okay, I have to go reboot, Janet. Why? It's the only thing I can think of to do to get rid of this glitch. Yo, what are you calling a glitch? It means error, Jason, which is what this is. Oh, Really? Is it an error to act unpredictably and behave in ways that run counter to how you were programmed to behave? Yes. Now, you two sit tight. I'm going to go murder Janet, and I'll be right back. Look on the bright side. When you're rebooted, I can teach you all the Dorito flavors again. No. I'm not starting over. What if he reboots me and we fall out of love? We have to get out of here right now. Okay, and thus a plan is set in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so you said something around nineteen minutes. Yeah, we'll see there's if it's a in there. There's yeah. a part that I want to discuss. Um, How did she? Her motivation changed. She couldn't earn enough points by apologizing to everyone here because she was only doing it to earn enough points to stay here. But she did earn enough points, which means that she's decided not to stay here. Which means but she's leaving. <laughs> Oh, hey, Janet, I was just about to call you to ask you to get me a train to the bad place. Whoa, what? You have so, to be so a good person is, to stay here, and I can't become a good person unless I leave. You don't well. belong here. 
Jason doesn't belong here. And now that I can think and feel, I don't belong here either. <laughs> Where are you going with this? There is a woman named Mindy St. Clair who lives in a neutral zone. By neutral zone! Neither exactly. a good okay. place nor a bad place. A medium place? So, uh, obviously, this is this is what Eleanor has been speaking of for the entire thing, but the mm. neutral zone. Yes. Which uh, I am, which I was like, they referenced Star Trek. Yes. Okay. Uh, so somebody there is a Star Trek fan. Somebody was like, let's call it the neutral zone. Mm-hmm. This is, this is uh, the, the site of many a skirmish between Romulan and, and, and the Federation. Yes. 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 I'm glad that you and I picked up on this. This is, <laughs> this this is, is why, why we're friends. Works. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yes, too. Bring it full circle. See, all that was lead up to mm-hmm. this, this moment right here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All that 20 minutes of talk about Ray Bribery and. yes the neutral zone Mm -hmm. all right so uh, you know do you do you have the sean showing up as a as a point there i i don't but i think it gets i i can't read the scribble uh what i so i think we can just talk oh no no no. do you have so yeah we can talk about sean but there's also something on the train too that also leads into um when it's around 20 minutes and 50 seconds so sean comes and the train's leaving which sean he's uh some morgan everett jacobs or something yeah. what's his name so he plays um he's also on the, he he plays uh the captain holt's husband on uh on 99 yes and then he's also in parks and rec as i think a lawyer yes yeah but is that right? Oh, it's Mark Everett Jacobs, right? Mm-hmm. Mark. I also heard he may host a certain podcast. Uh, yes. Mark Evan Jackson. Yes. I had his name all wrong. Yes, he does. He does host the the official Good Place podcast. The, the podcast we don't talk about because we're unofficial <laughs> all day. Um, you're you're channeling your Schmidt. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Your Schmidt's showing. <laughs> <laughs> who was um, who was my favorite character on that show? <laughs> see, my favorite character was uh oh ah uh, this is terrible. My favorite character was who came on after Coach left. Um oh with the cats oh. and. You know who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Coach Two. Yeah, dude, Oops. that's where I belong. Mouse. I've been saying that when that happens. <laughs> Just, for those listening, I have the laptop going and the uh, in front of the PC, which I believe is a little uh, what one might describe as Walmart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it like the smaller TV on top of the bigger yeah. TV? <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to have to, why can't, uh, somewhere in the house, Janelle is, is doing her thing where she's silently shouting the thing that I have forgotten. Mm. Um, and so, I need characters from the new girl. Uh, Winston. Winston. Winston Bishop. <laughs> he was my favorite. He was. Despite the fact that I think that of the characters I probably was a little more Nick 
oh, yeah. than any of them. But but Winston was my favorite. He was the most endearing out of everybody. He mm-hmm. was just the the greatest. But uh, it's so Mark Evan Jackson, whatever his name is, whose, whose name I've already forgotten. Uh, I, I think he's he's a, a great. A, a great straight man for everything, basically. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a reason why he's in the. Sh- I'm going to call it the shore reverse. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. go ahead and say that because I will not be able to. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised. I, I don't even think I pulled it off. Um, I, but, it was recognizable enough. So I'll but, give you credit. Thank you. <laughs> Full points for trying. Anyway, Sean. <laughs> so Sean shows up. He's he's the judge. Uh, you know, he's, they're all trying to convince him that, uh, that, uh, that Eleanor should stay because of how much she's changed. And mm-hmm. he's like, you mean the person stealing my train? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, um, so the train, um, going back to our reference on the neutral zone, mm-hmm. um, if you look at, I think I had 2050, but it could be sooner, but chance blowing up the train here. Ah, uh, yes. It can wait. It can wait. So does that not look like... Okay, I've hacked into the mainframe. The Enterprise? It does. Kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't so. hack into the mainframe. Technically, I am the mainframe. <laughs> Would you just hurry up? I'm here to rule on the fate of fake Eleanor Shellstrop. Yes, yes. Um, I think we have a rock-solid case for fake <laughs> Eleanor. I truly believe she's a good person. Are you sure? Because I believe she's stealing my train. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. Sorry, everyone. Well, not great for my case. All right. So that thus we lead into the next episode, which we'll get to, uh, you know, when we get to it. Uh, interestingly enough, that delivery of of Mark Evan J- Jackson, mm-hmm. whose name I'm probably never going to get completely right, even though I think I did get it right that time. Which uh, means we're never going to be guests on the show. Eh, you know what? I don't. I, I don't think they probably invite unofficial fork buddies. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, man. <laughs> so, Mark Evan Jackson, if you're listening for inspiration for your official podcast from the one, you know, true good place yeah. podcast, <laughs> the one that doesn't even talk about the show until 40 minutes mm-hmm. in. <laughs> Um, he, he reminds me, he has that kind of deadpan delivery of the person we were talking about before Michael, uh, John Michael Higgins. Yes. He, he kind of fills that same sort of role of being, of being able to deliver ridiculous lines in a complete serious tone. Yes, I agree. He's, he, and he's just amazing. I also really hug him as Holt's husband because mm-hmm. they, he's the one who can make opera sound interesting to me. Um, the way that <laughs> yes, yeah, our yep. conversations about opera sound interesting, mm-hmm. and um, I remember him also like on Parks and Rec. Just I think there's a there's a few exchanges he has with um, Andy, played by Chris Pratt, and mm-hmm. just like just how he keeps a straight face around Chris <laughs> Pratt. Um, it's a power to his talent. Yes, just like this, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Any any last thoughts for you on this episode, sir? Uh, I do not. I believe we have uh, really 
done well on the, again with this episode. We have. I mean, I'm going to look at our time here, and I'm going to see that we have uh, actually done just about as long an episode as we normally do. I was, oh, okay. I was here thinking that we really flew through it, but you know, between our multiple Google rabbit holes and whatnot, uh, we, uh, we we sort of didn't. Yeah. I, you know. In theory, I have the power to edit these things down and and make them tighter. Mm-hmm. But really, with with these gems that just come left and right during our conversation, I you know I don't want to to deprive mm-hmm. our listening audience. I don't know how I turn into Christopher Walken. I, I don't want to <laughs> deprive any of our listeners of of these <laughs> these pearls. <laughs> that was that was good. That's- Get my <laughs> guys. Christopher Walken was in the room right now. I I I loved you in that Fat Boy Slim video where you do the dancing. Where I, you I do? Was, the... I was a dancer before <laughs> I was even an actor. You know, I I'm very fleet of foot. And can do you want to talk about the Dead Zone a little bit? Because I really like that movie. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't always. No, I'm going to lose it now. It's yeah, I went, I, I went too long. It went, it went. It, we, we definitely milked this for all it's worth. By the way, Mr. Walken, I love you. Interview to a kill. Um, because <laughs> gotta bring back to James Bond a little bit. Bringing back to James Bond a little bit. Yeah. We should have sent this podcast to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was um. <laughs> I don't know if it was this or something else that we were watching, but there was a no. Oh, okay. We'll talk about off mic because it happened in this. Yep, exactly. And with, with that, and with that, <laughs> and to this fork buddies. Ah. Um, it's been a treat. Um, happy holidays because it's sure they're pretty sure it's. By the time this airs, something we'll we'll be into some. It's that holiday season. We could basically say happy holidays for the next couple of episodes, and by the time one of them airs, it'll be appropriate. Yes. <laughs> so, but since this is a time, this podcast is timeless, much like the show we're discussing. Maybe we shouldn't just. I, I think exactly. So, when you're ready to play, when you've listened to these all in order, and you're ready to listen to them again, as you, I'm sure, will, mm-hmm. uh, you can play them out of order and play this during the holiday season. Yes, indeed. It can be a new tradition, much like the all puppet players uh, <laughs> version of the power. Hard. <laughs> so, all puppet players again. What the fork pod at gmail.com, or you can tweet at me at uh what the fork pod or at jason e kyle uh that's k-e-i-l or at ltd underscore engagement so jared knows how to get a hold of me exactly somehow you can get a hold of one of us and if you fancy supporting the organization behind this wonderful podcast you can go to patreon.com slash hoot and waddle and you can donate anything a dollar and above and get some snazzy exclusives at five dollars and do it because jury works hard and i mean that sincerely oh thanks man you're welcome man and po buddy's nerfect <laughs> <laughs> tickets lazy <laughs> <laughs>